0: You are listening to the Mission Matters Podcast Network, where we amplify the stories of entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. Welcome to the Real Estate Lowdown. I'm your host, Bill Bymel. The Real Estate Lowdown is your weekly opportunity to step into the conversations going on in today's real estate and mortgage markets. We explore terms and concepts of the industry, post interviews of intriguing industry cohorts from high net worth investors to real estate agents just making their mark. We will share our love of all things real estate, bringing you the most innovative and sustainable real estate lifestyle ideas each and every week. If you enjoy what you hear today, hit the follow button, subscribe, so you don't miss an episode, and please share your support with a quick review. You can find me on the web at billbymel.com, and thanks for joining this episode of The Real Estate Lowdown. It is the week before presidents day that this episode will be released and we are going to do another in our real tidbit series this week. The real tidbit series is where we look at specific terms or aspects of the real estate and mortgage finance markets and really describe, you know, the term, what it means, how it applies, etc. In past podcasts we've discussed things like what is a mortgage? What is escrow? What is leverage? You know, things like that. And today's topic is going to be debt service coverage. This is a very timely subject to be looking at right now. I just returned from a two-day convention in Miami, Florida, and it was a special assets convention, Bankers Special Assets Group. Special assets are another term for distressed or non-performing, sub-performing assets. They often had the short name of SAG. We could probably do that as another real tidbit. But anyways, this bankers convention that I was at earlier this week, really, you know, the a lot of the conversation was about debt service coverage. And that's what we'll get into here. Because I think it's going to be a very prussian topic in the months and years ahead. Debt service is loan, is the loan, right? It could be a single mortgage against the property. That could be your debt service. In many cases, when you deal with commercial property, larger commercial deals, very expensive properties especially, you might have multiple levels of debt. So you could have a 50% low interest rate for in first lien position. And then you could have multiple, you could have mezzanine debt, you could have second mortgages, third mortgages, whatever it is, the debt service is the monthly payment, basically. Well, when I say the monthly payment, I'm not just talking principal and interest. You've got to take into consideration any other expenses. Do you have management expenses? In the case of commercial properties, you've got common area expenses if you're dealing with adjusted gross leases. The debt service is just that. It is the all the costs associated with the money that you borrowed Against this property. Now, many people come into debts to acquiring property with one or two pieces of financing. And then others pay cash for real estate and then they go and they refinance out. So, either way, it's the debt, it's the monthly payment associated with whatever leverage you put on it, whatever mortgages or financing you have on that property. And why it's important is mostly in the case of investment properties, you know, what, but where it gets a little gray and a little unclear in the end is that it also will bleed into residential real estate, it already has. Debt service is, there is a, there's a whole line of mortgages, you know, You know, every for those of you who've been around the real estate mortgage finance market for you know a decade or two, you might have been through the last recession, the Great Financial Crisis of two thousand eight, and a lot of that that crisis was born out of large numbers of mortgages going into default, borrowers just not able to service their debt, debt service, so. We thought we had gotten rid of a lot of that kind of crazy mortgage lending out there. The reality is there is both in residential and in commercial real estate, there's a lot of financing out there that is now going upside down. And I'll explain why that is in just a minute. But often, you know, when you are talking to other investors or when you are talking to a lender, a bank or a private lender, about borrowing money against the property you own, what their concern is, is can you service the debt, right? So this is the the topic, debt service. And what they look at is a ratio of the income on the property to what the proposed payments and debts will be. It's actually called the Debt Service Coverage Ratio, DSCR. We, there are in the residential space, especially in the last five to six years, there are a couple of players who specialize in what we call non-QM loans, non-qualified mortgages. Qualified mortgages are the mortgages that apply to, you know, that, that are government agency-backed and insurable mortgages, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, Ginnie Mae, FHA, which is including FHA, VA, Ag Loans. These are government subsidized or government-backed, government-secured mortgages. Now, after the last crisis in 2008, a couple of years after that, they one of the major overhauls to the mortgage market was this classification of QM versus non-QM, qualified mortgages versus non-qualified. Qualified is everything that fits into the bucket that I've just mentioned with the GSEs, Fannie, Freddie, Ginny. Non-qualified mortgages don't have to follow certain characteristics that our government has deemed to qualify a borrower. And so non-qualified mortgages kind of fall outside the realm of borrower protection, right? There are more often when you get a debt service covered loan, it's on an investment property. And the bank is going to want you to own that property in an LLC, first and foremost. They want to avoid any of the usury or end user consumer finance concerns that they might have from a regulatory standpoint. Debt service coverage is so important in today's conversation. Because DSCRs, debt service coverage ratios, are dramatically hindered and being affected by the change in interest rates. We've talked about this, you know, on almost every episode in the last couple of months. The fact that interest rates have more than doubled in the last year. They have increased. There's never been a more than 350 basis point rise by the Fed in such a short period of time, less than one year. This is historically has never been done before. And so what you've got is a situation where one of two things are going to happen. You've got mortgages out there that are floating rate mortgages. Believe it or not, there was a good number of us out there that, that have taken these maybe adjustable rates. They might be floating right as rates increase, or they might be floating you know, after a certain period of set time. So for those people, they're already up the creek, so to speak. If you are renting a property, the average debt service coverage ratio that most banks require is you know 1.5 times the debt service so especially you know if you're in a multi-family property or multi-tenant commercial building you know they'd like to see two times right so that what they're saying is is that if you have multiple tenants you know and one goes away they want to know that the debt is still serviceable now there are folks out there whether it's in the office market whether it's in the commercial retail market or whether it's in the residential short-term rental market. There are a lot of folks out there who lost either a big tenant in the commercial side. And if you have a tenant that occupied 75% of your building, and it doesn't matter if your debt service coverage is two to one, you're all of a sudden, if 75% of your income goes away, Now you as the sponsor or owner of that property are going to have to be coming out of pocket to cover the debt service. And that's where risk of default comes in. That's where concerns for refinancing, the ability to refinance becomes a concern. Because one thing is for sure, on commercial mortgages, you know, while we amortize most mortgages against a 30-year payoff. Profile, a 30 year term. Most commercial mortgages and residential investor loan mortgages, especially, they all have very short term maturities. They're meant to be short term paper. So you might pay, you might get an interest only loan on a rehab property, or it might be a 30 year amort, but these loans are meant to not last 30 years they are meant to balloon or mature and have to be refinanced within 12 to 24 months on average these mortgages already because of the nature of of debt service more covered mortgages being more about the property asset itself rather than the borrower qualification you often find a lower quality borrower that is getting these mortgage, you also have them paying a higher interest rate to begin with. You know, in the old days, we used to call those non-QM loans, we used to call them hard money loans. And there wasn't a time that you wouldn't get, you know, if you got less than, maybe if you got a 9% uh, or a 10%, that was a steal of a deal to get on a, a hard money loan, something that was just against either the debt of the, you know, either it was pegged against the the rental income on a property or the potential that it would be a short-term loan you could flip but the reality is that the non-QM space where a lot of these debt service covered loans exist is teetering on the verge of some major stress so you know as the second part of our update of what we're talking about here on today's podcast I do want to update you on what I'm hearing from you know, from the ground. First of all, the bankers still, I wouldn't say they have their heads in the sand, but the conversation about debt service coverage was all the rage amongst bankers, special assets groups, the guys that have to deal with mortgages and loans that are going bad. And by the way, the banks are not any more prepared today to deal with special situations than they were, you know, Five years ago, 20 years ago, it's nothing man. You know, one of the questions that was asked one of the sessions that I sat in with a bunch of bankers and investors was, do you think we learned the lessons of the great financial crisis? You know, of course, there was mixed answers. I, for one, think that we, you know, the mortgage market in general, obviously, is much stronger. the 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 credit quality across the board of borrowers is better. And that said, it doesn't take a large number of defaults to create stress and to cause havoc in the market. Now, I don't think any of us believe that we will see 10 to 14% default rates like we saw back in the great financial crisis, back in late, two, starting in 2008, you know, and really not hitting bottom until 2012. Every 1% move in residential default rates is $120 billion of new debt that needs to be worked out in a special situation. On the commercial side, same thing. Every 1% move, you're talking $50 billion at least, 50, 60, $70 billion of debt. So what we're expecting to see from the banks especially is late first quarter, early second quarter, I think we're going to start to see a lot more offerings of mortgages. The problem is that this change in interest rates has comp- is going to do its job, slow down the real estate market, and where it's really going to hurt is anybody who has to go in and refinance in, in the next year or so. So in addition to the fact that you might have a bunch of these non-QM loans running around, these DSCR loans, tech service coverage ratio loans. You know, they are too short, short short-term. And in many cases, you know, when they go to refinance those properties, you know, what was an 8% loan, now you'd have to get 12%. Or if it was a standard, Government-insured loan, Fannie, Freddie, Ginny, or something like that. You could be maybe a, you know maybe it's a seven percent or a six percent interest rate, but it was three or four when you first got the loan or first bought the property. The other thing I want to point out with this with this debt service coverage, and so the the, the point is is that bankers are pretty much in agreement that they are looking at their books and especially in certain asset sectors like office buildings in downtown Chicago or something like that they are looking at the fact that properties are coming up for maturity many of these you know every year you have maturities so you know it could be a 30 year mortgage that's actually being matured or it could be a a 30-year ad mark, but it was a five-year maturity on it or balloon payment, right? And this will be a larger year for commercial mortgage maturities than in last year. And what's going to happen is a lot of folks that were barely squeaking by with a 4% mortgage or a 3% mortgage or a 5% are now going to find themselves, you know, in those cases where, I think someone told me a... When they were referring to the debt service coverage ratio, somebody who had a one point five or one point eight DSCR debt service coverage ratio, meaning the income was on the property was if it was one point eight times whatever the cost of the of servicing the debt would be. When interest rates doubled more than doubled last year, you now that DSCR is below one, so you're now no longer you, you are underwater. And I think that the, the quiet sentiment amongst bankers and is that you're going to see a lot of defaults. You're going to see a lot of upside down real estate. The interest rate hikes, which most are agreeing are now here to stay for some time, It are certainly causing, are going to cause a grand devaluation in real estate. I wouldn't say this is the first place you've heard it, but just, you know, you can mark my words. A lot of it has to do with debt service coverage because you can't get debt cheap enough that you can cover the payments based upon where you're at. It's all because of false valuations brought on by low interest rates the last few years. I mean, if you think about it, the debt service coverage loan is a very is ripe with potential fraud a lot of one of the like i've seen some of these loans coming across my desk recently and i can tell you there is a lot of fraud in that like for instance if you go out and get a debt service coverage loan from whether it's from a bank or a private equity lender they're looking at okay well we'll give you 1.5 or 2 you know, we'll give you a loan that that meets the requirements, you know, of your debt services. So if you were, let's say, running an Airbnb operation in 2020, well, Airbnb started to really take off with COVID, right? It became a very popular thing. It was it was a business that was doing well. And it, you know, aside from the shutdown when when people after, you know, in 2021, after vaccines came out, you saw Folks vacationing like a ton, right? Airbnbs were full all over. People were going to the countryside and renting out houses, leaving the city to rent out a house and work from there. And so there was a false payment schedule going on. There was a false valuation associated with the SCR. So, like, you could literally get you no know, a million dollar mortgage in a neighborhood. Where no property was worth five or six hundred thousand dollars simply by showing a year of income during a crazy up year in in short term rentals. Well, I can tell you for a fact, and that's the other update of this call. I'm speaking with one of my loan servicers. I and that actually represents a lot of non-QM lenders. Those defaults are coming. They've already started. So that's the place to look. Investor loans, whether they be private investor loans in residential real estate, whether they be loans on office buildings in downtown markets, whether they be rental, the multifamily rentals where you were projecting huge rent increases and you're you know based upon a very low cap exit rate, the defaults are coming, and on the investor side, it all has to do with the fact that people can't service their debt. So that's today's real tidbit. Debt service, debt service coverage ratios, it's something to keep an eye on because this is going to be the conversation that could cause another round or a, a, a period of, of distress in residential and commercial real estate. There's no doubt, based upon the sentiment I heard from these bankers, that the cycle is beginning, cycle's already started. Last August of 2022 is when most are saying we were at our height of real estate value. So anybody that bought real estate at retail in the last year or two is probably already underwater a little bit, and this could just be the beginning. And a lot of it has to do with how much the cost of your debt is. That's all for today. I hope you had a good episode and that this was informative. Stick around. We've got some really great interviews. I've got some folks coming up who rarely, if ever, will get on and do a podcast or a Zoom or a, you know, the some real industry experts. I am very proud that we've landed a few interviews in the coming weeks that you'll be very excited to hear and they'll go down. So, that's a wrap of today's episode of the real estate Lowdown. I enjoy bringing this content to you each and every week, and I really appreciate you tuning in. If you haven't already done so, please share the Real Estate Lowdown or any episode, any favorite episode with your friends, family. And, you know, if you don't mind, leave a positive review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Remember to follow us so you don't do get notified every time a new episode is released. Love to hear from you directly at billbymel.com. Till then, see you next time. This has been a Mission Matters Network production. Listen to this show and browse our entire catalog by visiting missionmatters.com.